You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Pleased to be joined now by one of the gentlemen we'll be working with. It's Andy Hart from Patriots Football Weekly, Patriots.com. Andy, thanks so much for taking the time. Now, Cordell is a pro. You're going to have no issues with him. Are you ready for sizzling hot takes filled with lava from me, hotter than the sun in West Virginia? No question, because I think if anybody needs to get ready for anything, it's you guys need to get ready for us, because we, uh, we play it pretty fast and loose on Patriots.com radio, so we'll, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. All right, the gauntlet has been thrown. Now be sure to open our time together by asking Cordell about the time the Steelers lost to the Patriots in the playoffs and said the better team didn't win that day. Remember that, Cordell? <laughs> hey, how you doing, Andy? How's everything on, buddy? <laughs> doing well? Cordell, how are you? Oh, you know that guy right there, man. He has a tendency to just go in the wrong direction every time. But let me let me ask you this. Let me ask this question real quick. Are you going to be able to get us Tom Brady to come on and hang out with us? Can you do that? Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know if you've noticed, but the only person I've seen Tom Brady do an interview with this offseason was Willie McGinnis. So unless you helped him win a Super Bowl, uh, I don't think he's coming on with us. I did help him win. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's a good point. Maybe we'll bring that up. I did help him win. <laughs> are you kidding me, Andy? I thought you were going to say you were driving fast. And all right, I did help him win. Come on, work with me. Nah, okay, but, good um, point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for you, man. But uh, this team has has really done an outstanding job of, of just being consistent, man. I mean, I, I know you hear it every day. You guys are proud to to cover the team. I know you are. Uh, you, when when comes come down to covering the team, I mean, what more can you say or do? Uh, to really explain how a team is efficient and play the game. From what you've seen so far, give me an idea uh, of what it is that they do to to make them different uh, than any other team in the National Football League in their approach to the games. Well, well, you know, I think one of it is is the environment. And it's amazing how many players you talk to that say it's great to be in a place where the best players actually play. And that sort of competitive environment where – Malcolm Butler can go from undrafted nobody who's on a tryout in rookie minicamp to a Pro Bowl corner so quickly. And where guys that are big money guys can wash out so quickly or big name guys can wash out quickly. And, you know, Coach Belichick says it all the time. It's not how you got here. It's what you do once you get here. But it's one thing for a coach to say it. But then when you hear, and I'm telling you, it's endless guys, you know, Deion Lewis, guys that were sort of bouncing around looking for a home, and he says it's great to get to a place where it, ma- it only matters what you do in training camp. It only matters what you do on the practice field. If you're the better player, like he was in the beginning of the 2015 season, you're going to get the chance to be a playmaker on this team. And I think that competitive environment, which is fostered by the man at the top of it, and I'm not talking about Belichick, but I'm talking about Brady, that is part of what fuels the unique turnover of this team every year and the unique identity chatting with andy hard from patriots.com looking forward to working with andy and our friends from the texans team channel as well here on TuneIn. special joint audio cast coming up from west virginia next tuesday and wednesday spotlighting the joint practices between the patriots and the texans andy let me take you back to last week tom brady finally had a media availability I said the issue of concussions was no one's business. Is that the end of the story? Is that good enough for you? Um, I don't think he handled that overly well. The rest of his answer there I thought was good, where he sort of said, you know, we're not going to talk about the past and, you know, my family and they worry about me. But quite literally, it is the NFL's business. You know, they have injury reports every week, and those of us that are in the media, 
Those injury reports are part of how we cover the team, and health is a big issue with every team every week. So I thought sort of the the defiance and the dismissal of the question last week wasn't handled well from him. Um, But, you know, going back to when the comments were first made by Giselle, uh, the NFL said, you know, we looked into it. He was never diagnosed with a con- you know, his agent said never diagnosed with a concussion. The NFL says never listed with a concussion. There's not really much more they can do. And I guess that's how this is going to play out, um, whether we like it or not, or not as reporters or, you know, even other teams that say, oh, no, they're the Patriots up to something again. Well, uh, it doesn't look like there's really any way to pursue this. So I think that's probably going to be the last you'll hear of it because, we know Belichick and Brady are better than anyone else at, at not talking about talking points and moving on from them, and I think that's what they're doing. But Andy, when, when Tom actually responded that way, I thought it was good, to be honest with you, because it was his wife that actually said this, that started the barn fire, so to speak, in, in, in doing having the league to do the research, to have all these questions. And, and I thought he was protecting his wife because if he responds to what she says in the wrong way, now she's under the fire. And how would you guys, and maybe even more pundits, you know, it goes to national news, major networks, and before you know it, it's like, you know, Giselle is now being accused of lying, and that, if he responds any different. Do you think that's more of the angle that he chose to uh, approach this so that everything can be on him and not necessarily being at or targeted towards his wife? On some level, yes. And, and I do think, you know, they were trying to nip it in the bud as quickly as possible. Um, and I've always said that I, I think getting information from a mother or from a wife is a terrible source. We all know that they look at things a little bit differently. You know, they have as much bias as anyone. Um, so it's, you know, it's quite possible this was sort of just a misunderstanding where, you know, she interprets something he's dealing with one way and, you know, sort of talks about it, but it really was nothing. Um, now it's possible it was more than that. I'm not totally poo-pooing it, but yes, I think, the intention of Tom Brady when he spoke for the first time to the open general media since the Super Bowl was to squash this. I just think probably the word choice of it's nobody's business, if he looked back on it now, he would say, I could have probably phrased it differently, but in the end, I think the result is going to be the same. I think it's going to go away. Andy Hart, Patriots.com is our guest on the NFL on TuneIn. Andy, let's spotlight the running back position. Patriots busy in the offseason adding utility, weapon, and Rex Burkhead. Mike Gillisley coming over from the Bills, so you also damage a divisional opponent. But how much do you think they're going to miss LeGarrette Blunt and his 18 rushing touchdowns from last year? You know, my initial reaction is to say not that much. But I also understand to say you're not going to miss a guy who had 299 carries and 18 touchdowns, 1,000 yards. You know, whatever he was, even though it was 3.9 yards per carry and maybe people want more than that, I would like more than that. Um, there was a reliability there. And running backs coach Ivan Fears has talked about it. We've got to find somebody who can be big, who can be our big back, who can punch it in on the goal line when we need him to. Now, I think they will find that guy. And I think the guy is Mike Gillisley, as long as he can stay healthy. He's been missing time here with a hamstring injury that actually dates back to OTAs. And, and we all know that's a concern because hamstrings can linger. But he, you know, first day of pads, right on the goal line, first live-action goal line against this pretty good run defense. He punched it in twice from the one-yard line and the two-yard line. So I think those touchdowns will come. We've seen guys over the years be able to get them. Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis had a double-digit touchdown season. So I think they will find somebody. Maybe it's Rex Burkhead, who has been up and down as a goal line runner in, in camp. But if Gillis Lee's not out there, maybe he gets a chance. So 
this Patriots team has always found a way on the goal line to punch those touchdowns in. And if they can't, then I think they turn into one-yard Tom Brady touchdown passes to Rob Gronkowski or Dwayne Allen or one of those guys. So um, I, I don't really think LeGarrette Blunt is going to be missed as much as you might normally assume a, an 18-touchdown record-setting season would be missed. Andy, last year they, they did, I think, one of probably the, the most remarkable displays of great football for for 65 minutes uh, that I've ever seen. Um, while it, it seemed like a disaster in the first half, uh, looking like everything but the New England Patriots, uh, end up deciding deciding to turn on the switch at the latter part of the third quarter and make a run like a team that I've never seen before. Um, when watching that game for you, how were you leading up to the third quarter? Uh, and, and then what did you say when you saw this team get the score uh, 20 to 20, and then all of a sudden they get the, well, actually it was 28 to 20, you get the two-point conversion and the touchdown to get it to 28-28, and all of a sudden the team wins the game. I mean, did you lose your voice that night? Did you try to figure <laughs> out how to write this story? Or you just was like, this is how we do it here in New England? Uh, to some degree, um, and I know this sounds like, you know, spoiled New England viewpoint, it is to some degree y- you expect it. Um, I've always been one of those. I'll, I'll even say going back to 2007, the upset loss in the desert to the Giants, the perfect season. When they came on the field with less than a minute to play, there was a part of me that says, this is how Brady continues to write the story. You know, he goes to Moss here and they win this game. You know, I believe that until the end because I've just seen it so many times where they are able to find a way to win. Um, you know, obviously the Malcolm Butler interception, they find a way to win. It's, you know, they don't call a timeout and it ends up working in their favor against Seattle in Super Bowl Forty Nine. Um, so, you know, it's hard to ever close the door on Brady and Belichick. Uh, and I don't think I did, you know, I, I had it pretty much, there was no, you couldn't see any light coming through the door, but it was just a little <laughs> bit ajar. Uh, and then as they start to build that momentum, you say, all right, Falcons, they're coming at you. Can you answer this? And we come to find out they couldn't, you know, they couldn't make the one play they needed, you know, you're in field goal range and then all of a sudden you're not, they couldn't make the right decision they needed. So, um, you know, when that starts to snowball, it takes the other team to stop the snowball, and the Falcons were just never able to do that. And then it leaves everybody in New England rewriting their stories, and it leaves the Boston Globe with a little egg on their face from their early edition going to Florida with the uh, picture of a pick-six interception and, and saying this is how the season ends, but that's not how the season ends. More often than not, when Brady's in, in control of that huddle, the season ends with him uh, hoisting a Lombardi trophy, and it's... Uh, made for a lot of spoiled fans up here in New England. Andy, last one for me. The players can't talk about it. I know Belichick would shut it down, but you have some editorial control. When you do a week-by-week analysis, is it delusional to talk about the possibility the Patriots could have an undefeated season? Absolutely not. Um, Will it happen? Am I predicting it right now? No but it's by no means delusional. Now, my boss, Fred Kirsch, who you and I, you, you've met, you've done radio with occasionally, we got together at the Super Bowl, uh, he thinks it's disrespectful to the rest of the National Football League, and it's ridiculous to say such things right now, but I look at a Patriots team that lost two games during the regular season last year. It lost one of those because it had to play a third-string rookie quarterback, um, didn't really have a game plan because they expected the backup to play, and they only lost one of the four games with Brady out. And then the second game they lost was to a really good Seattle team. And they kind of screwed up and admitted they were trying to run the clock out and not just score at the end of the game. If they don't do that, they might have gone undefeated last year. And I personally think this team is better this year. 
You know, if you look at the team that walked off the field in Houston, compare it to this one, I'll take this one, even though they haven't proven a damn thing yet. Uh, I think they're more talented on both sides of the football. They have more playmakers. They have more versatility uh, on both sides of the football. I, I just think it's a better football team. Now, they have a tough schedule. They play some really good offenses, but it's not by mistake that they have suddenly have one of the best cornerback duos in the league when you add Gilmore to Malcolm Butler. Um, they have a tough stretch later in the season where they play a bunch of road games, whatever it is, five out of six weeks. That's not easy, but they're the Patriots. They're going to be, you know, Vegas tells you they're going to be favored in every game they play. And they bring Tom Brady to the field and more depth and versatility than they have in a while. So, yeah, I think it's a possibility that they could go undefeated this year. I'm with you. I was phoning in for Jim Rome today and flowed that notion. And, of course, that audience didn't want to hear it because your team is a bit <laughs> polarizing nationally. Andy, we appreciate the information. Look forward to working with you next week in West Virginia. And let Tom Brady know Cordell's looking for him when we get there, okay? Will do. I'll let Tom know that Cordell helped him get a Super Bowl ring once. That's right. He wants payback now in an interview this week in West Virginia. <laughs> Even Thanks, out the Andy. ledger. Thank yes, you, right. Andy. Look forward to next week. See you, guys. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.